Folks, the Winnipeg Jets may have played their best game of the season against St. Louis this week, and it might point to some positive signs for the Jets going forward. There's a lot to dive into this game, so let's talk about what went right for the Jets and what things still might need a little bit of tweaking, all on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey Jets fans, welcome to today's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is free, uh, and obviously, Keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. So as always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. Before we kick off tonight's episode, just wanted to give you a quick update. Uh, obviously, we missed yesterday's episode because, um, as you can probably tell from, from my voice and stuff, I'm not feeling 100%. So uh, deepest apologies. I have to talk a little bit quieter. Um <clears throat> I may have to clear my throat and stuff sometimes. So, uh, you know, just be aware that I'm, I might, you know, have to miss an episode or two in the very near future. Hopefully my voice doesn't give out doing these next few recordings, but if it does, apologies and uh, thanks for bearing with us. Now, like I said, uh, obviously Winnipeg has played the Blues, uh, you know, yesterday evening and it was pretty cool. And, you know, the Jets had a really nice 4 nothing win. Hellebuck got uh, a shutout, which is fantastic. If there's one player who really deserves good things for this Jets team, it's Hellebuck. But, you know, broadly speaking, I think Winnipeg played one of its most complete and best games of the season. Uh, I would rank it right up there with the first half of the game against the Colorado Avalanche that Winnipeg ended up winning in overtime. Uh, Just a really nice performance. And we saw all, you know, almost all parts of the team contributing in at least some capacity. And there was some validation for something, uh, a particular line change that I've been recommending. Uh, It was more incidental in this case, halfway between a line change and just an extended zone shift for uh, a certain line. But, you know, it actually did pay off in a goal. So, hey, maybe they're onto something here. Maybe Winnipeg uh, will take a look at this actual line combo sometime in the near future. But let's talk about uh, some, some happier things, right? So, in this game, you know, the Blues, they've come in with a bit of an odd team this year. Uh, St. Louis has a really poor defense owing to some injuries and stuff and some departures. And the guys that are still around and healthy are, well, unfortunately trying to pull together uh, some really strong performances, but it's difficult. This is not a team that has a lot of blue line depth and might honestly have a worse defense than the Jets, which is uh, saying something because Winnipeg's blue line is not exactly deep to begin with. But You know, this Blues unit has definitely struggled, and offensively, St. Louis, despite scoring a a decent amount of goals so far to start the season, haven't actually been generating all that many offensive opportunities from some prime areas of the ice. So, you know, it wasn't really a a, a strong team coming in, but the Blues have always given the Jets uh, some frustrations 
and I still expected them to put up a pretty good fight. And for at least the first period, the Blues actually skated right there with the Jets. Uh, they they capitalized on some silly turnovers from Winnipeg, uh, maybe some misdefensive reads. And Hellebuck was very much up to the task of stopping pucks. He was tracking every shot, uh, made a couple of really great early saves. And Winnipeg, you know, um, for their part, actually created some decent scoring opportunities too. Uh, they had a couple of really good stuff off the counters. There were some good rush chances. Just exactly what you want to see from this Jets team, especially uh, reeling after that that weekend game against the Leafs. You know, it wasn't really a great performance. They did get outplayed, but, you know, not everything in that game was in Winnipeg's control. So, you know, th- this was a really good chance for the Jets to rebound. And Winnipeg, you know, first 20 minutes, eventful, but ultimately not much going on. It wasn't until the second period where Winnipeg started to boss the game. And after the Jets opened the scoring on a beautiful high-to-low defensive pass from Morrissey to Shifley, who was left unmarked in front of uh, Thomas Grice, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of, I would say, blew the doors open. Winnipeg had already been controlling, uh, you know, the play up until that point. And after the Shifley goal, the Jets just never really looked back. St. Louis did have a few decent looks from then on, but, you know, the, the second period and the third period very firmly in Winnipeg's control. You saw a lot more uh, clean zone exits on the defensive side. You saw a good transition through the neutral zone. You saw um, defensive zone denials, uh, like entry denials against the Blues, which was really good to see. Winnipeg needs to kind of do that and really clog up the blue line and prevent all of those zone entries because once Winnipeg finds itself trying to defend a a defensive zone possession for um, an opponent, you usually, usually start to see some of the cracks starting to form and, you know, not allowing that to begin with gives the Jets a much bigger advantage in defending through offense. So, you know, in that respect, I, I saw some really good signs of improvement. You know, a couple of the, the defensive pairs really stood out. I think Dylan Schmidt had a great night. Morrissey Pionk generally did okay. Stanley DeMello didn't really play a lot, but they did tend to handle their minutes really well, uh, which is always good to see, you know, even if if you expect Stanley to not necessarily keep this level of performance up, him playing really clean passes, making good zone exits, all of that stuff alongside DeMello, it's just good to see. Uh especially if this coaching staff wants to entrust Stanley a little more, you got to make sure that he's uh, still doing his job and still facilitating stuff like this, especially with Dylan Sandberg still skating in a non-contact jersey. So, you know, for the three periods that the Jets played, they really controlled uh, the game and really held the edge. I think that there was a lot of good stuff coming out of this, and Winnipeg very much deserved a 4 nothing win. Now, I do want to go into some granular details about some of the players who I thought really stood out for me positively, maybe some guys who could potentially have their roles adjusted a little bit over the rest of the uh, season. But before we go into that, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of the NFL and NCAA football betting you can handle. They've also got you covered for the start of the upcoming basketball season because obviously the NBA is starting to get into swing and you're going to need a place where you can track all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single game. That's where Bet Online comes in. They've got all of the information you need, including live betting, up-to-the-minute scores, and all of the news updates you can possibly handle so that you always make the most informed bets possible. They've also got other great sports like MLB, uh, MMA, boxing, golf. They've even had Triple Crown horse racing. For all of you hockey heads listening, obviously a lot of you are Jets fans. 
They've got you covered with Winnipeg Jets uh, futures as well as game scores, over-under predictions, all that kind of fun stuff. Whatever it is you're into, they've got you covered. And if you don't like sports for some reason and you're listening to me talk, which I don't know how you could possibly listen to a Jets podcast, but maybe one of you is out there. Um, They've also got Vegas casino games. Maybe you're just wanting a little bit of a change of pace. You know, all this stuff is available all at your fingertips, uh, and it really couldn't be easier to get started. So just register for a free account at betonline.net with your laptop or mobile device, because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Uh, Obviously, we are talking about Winnipeg versus St. Louis, one of Winnipeg's most complete games of the season, a really impressive performance, and just just something that we're really happy to see. Now, I wanted to talk about some player performances that I thought really stood out, but before we go any further, from the game to the uh, biggest stories in sports, You can find all of the information and stuff that you want about all of the most important highlights of the day with Locked On Sports today. They uh, help you go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Odyssey, Spotify, Google, whichever one you're listening to right now. Also, YouTube, they've got you covered. And again, like our show, it is free to subscribe, so be sure to do so right now. Circling back to Winnipeg, obviously Winnipeg had a uh, <clears throat> a very big 4-0 victory. Nice shout-out for Helly. And there were some standout performances. One of the players that I want to spotlight is Sam Gagne because he scored a goal that I think really encapsulated why I want him on the first line. Uh, Connor and, and Shifley were on an extended zone shift. Uh, in the third period at this point, Winnipeg was starting to, to dominate offensive zone possessions, cycling lines, getting pucks deep all that fun stuff. And Gagne came on and found a beautiful back, back, almost like backdoor seam pass. Although he was kind of higher towards the face-off circles, just sort of one time to shot that I don't think he was really expecting to go in, but Grice just seemingly missed it. It went into the lower right corner of the net and a beautiful goal. It's also why I've really advocated for Gagne to move on to this first line. I think Appleton has done about as, you know, as well as he possibly can Uh, even racked up a couple of assists and stuff. But Mason just doesn't really have like the finishing talent, in my opinion. And I think Gagne would be a more versatile attacker in this role. Mason is best when you use him in like that two-way defensive support role, especially on like a third line. But if you want some immediate scoring jump in, in lieu of having Ehlers at your disposal, I think for me, Sam is the guy to go to. Um, Gagne has really shown <clears throat> some really nice stuff early. This is what his like third or fourth goal already this season. He just seemingly does whatever you ask of him, and he does it well. I mean, he's killed his very you know limited and controlled minutes so far. Even earned himself a promotion to the third line with Lowry. But I think if you really want to make the most of him, you have to play him with more elite skill. I think Sam is one of those really fundamentally misunderstood players who's a lot better than you think he is and in fact has has really impressed me ever since preseason in camp. But for some reason, he just hasn't been able to really work his way up the lineup. But I think, you know, making the most of him, especially with Ehlers sidelined, put him on that top line. I think he'll give you some really nice scoring. It wouldn't even shock me if this year he paced like 20 to 25 goals. This is a guy who slides into just about any middle six out there and does 
really great uh, numbers in a, a really nice supporting scoring role. He's got the finishing talent, the offensive positioning, the IQ to recognize those opportunities. Just a great player, and Winnipeg really did well to sign him on such a budget contract. Apologies, folks. You might have uh, just seen a bit of a dropout. We did just lose connection briefly. Uh, as I was saying, I think <clears throat> Gagne has just really stood out so far in terms of his offensive positioning, his IQ, his decision-making. I really feel like he just finds those soft scoring areas, and it's why I've been advocating for him to get that pump up the lineup, get maybe on the first line alongside alongside Shively. I think he's the kind of guy who, re- who works really well alongside high-end skill. You know, I said he's probably a guy, I don't know if this part got recorded, but I said I think he could score 20 to 25 goals uh, pretty easily, and I think he would do it well, especially if he's paired with um, a really great center and creator in Mark Shifley. Uh, Speaking of Shifley, I think it's really worth spotlighting that he has had a really resurgent start to the season. Shifley, you know, over the past few years, I was starting to lose patience with. It just felt like he kind of quit on Maurice and the team because Maurice, as much as, as Paul sang his praises, you know, Shafley just never really seemed to be happy with Maurice post 2017, 2018. Um, ever since that season, their relationship seemed to be more one-sided. You know, Mark wasn't really engaging with the media as much. He looked more tired. I thought his body language was poor he just didn't seem like somebody who was happy to play, be, you know, to be playing with the Jets on this team that was playing very negative hockey. And it's hard to blame him. I mean, this is a guy who, uh, you know, he's dedicated his whole career to the to the Jets. He was really excited to continue this Stanley Cup window, and instead, Winnipeg kind of closed its own window on itself and didn't really progress beyond just a, a round or two here in the postseason. Uh, while still playing some really lottery-level hockey. So I think in a lot of ways, Shifley was right to be aggrieved. I didn't love that he maybe, you know, didn't have the same level of defensive efforts and stuff on the ice. But in the end, I I, I can say that I do understand it. But that appears to be in the past now. Shifley's back. He's scoring at a great rate. He's being an elite creator. He's even back-checking more. He's been more defensively responsible. You know, obviously the on-ice results, still a work in progress, uh, especially playing with Kyle O'Connor and, and not having Ehlers to facilitate transition. It's, it's asked a lot more of Mark, but he's done a phenomenal job already this season. And I'm just really happy that he's back because this team kind of goes as he does. He's still our most elite center. He is such a fantastic creator. And when he's at his best, I mean, you really see why Several years ago, he was ranked as one of the top 10 centers in the NHL. Guy was a legitimate force on the ice, uh, at times even like a top 15 player period in his best years, and it'd be nice if he could continue that and kind of come back to that form because Shifley is super important to this team at even strength, on the power play, all that fun stuff, and he just looks like he's happy and having fun again, which is super awesome to see. Uh, More of that, please. I would love that to be a trend this season. And just happy that, you know, guys like him are kind of coming back into the fold and proving their value beyond uh, beyond the season. So we'll keep an eye on that. But of course, there are, other you know, some other players that I think are worth talking about some other really great performances. We'll get into uh, what those might mean for the rest of the season in just a little bit. 
Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out one of our other wonderful partners at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million, 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their homes. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Uh, I've seen plenty of people talking about Simply Safe before. It gets rave reviews, and you know a lot of it is because they have cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Obviously, you know Simply Safe comes with a whole variety of apps and tools to make sure that you have constant security, whether you're at home or away. They've got a great app that gives you lots of security controls. You've also got um, crystal clear crystal clear HD live streaming of security feeds. So even if you're out somewhere, you want to take a look at home and see what's going on, they've got you covered. And even if you're not able to monitor your own home, that's why they have all of these monitoring agents who are available to uh, not only monitor, monitor the security feeds, but they'll also check in on sensors if they detect any trouble. And if something goes wrong, whether you're away or nearby, they'll be able to dispatch police or first responders to your home in the event of an emergency. Simply Safe really does blanket you in a, a level of, of protection that very few services can even remotely approach. They've got security cameras for inside and outside your house, and they have great smart detectors that, you know, they, they have motion detectors for uh, evaluating different events so that they'll know if it's a false positive or something that really needs to be uh, checked out. And they've also got stuff for hazard sensors that can detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. So if you're ready to get started, you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You'll be able to save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are wrapping up our thoughts on Winnipeg versus St. Louis. Uh, obviously, a very fun game for all of us. The Jets dominated. It was good to see Winnipeg was in control, uh, especially after that that first period. The second and third periods were just a great exercise in the Jets just dominating play and passing around for fun. Um, but like I said, some some really standout performances that I thought were really worth talking about. Um, I want to say that the second line for me has been really good recently. Uh, I've, I've said it before. I think this unit has done really well, but now they're starting to get points for it. And I think it's really worth mentioning that, you know, Perfetti, or Perfetti Dubois and Wheeler have generated some really nice chemistry. Wheeler, since taking a reduced role, has played really well. I think it was something that he's needed for a while. And maybe now that he's not having to be asked to do so much on the first line, Maybe he'd even admit his game has really improved. He's able to keep up more. He's creating more, uh, just some really nice passing, and he works well alongside Perfetti. Perfetti, for his part, you know, scored a goal. It was an empty netter, but, you know, in general, you're liking what you're seeing with his passing, his vision, and I think he's really proving that um, for this team in long term, he will be our, our best distributor. If Ehlers is like your transition expert, Perfetti is the elite passer that this team, frankly, has never had. I don't know that we've ever seen somebody with his distribution ability and like IQ and decision making. Perfetti is just somebody described him as as being smarter than you on the ice, and that is 100% accurate. I think 
Perfetti, in my opinion, is a genius, and I think he's shown it uh, in in more and more games these days, especially as he grows in confidence and experience at the NHL level. So really happy for him. The only thing I don't love is that he's getting boarded a lot. People seem to really target his back for some reason, which I don't like. Um, you really want to protect him and, and make sure that he stays safe because he is a critical contributor of this team in the present and going forward. So yeah, got to perfect or got to protect Cole and hopefully people stop, you know, shoving him in the back across the numbers. That would be really nice. Other standout performers. I think, you know, Hellebuck obviously gets really big plaudits here for a great shutout. He made some really difficult saves on some very quick opportunities. Wasn't as busy of a game as he's probably used to, but you know, Having a goalie can shut out a really good team like St. Louis, uh, especially a divisional opponent. You just got to be happy about that and uh, <clears throat> really great to see. Aside from that, I mean, everything else, you, you saw Barron get a goal, which is nice. That third line hasn't really been amazing this season. Uh, Lowry hasn't really gotten going. And in general, I feel like they've tried to shuffle that line around a bit, but it hasn't really panned out with the unit that's gelled. Um, this night they, they actually played better. I thought it was decent enough, uh, even if there were some, you know, minor warts here and there, but overall, you're just trying to get that line going because the fourth line with Gustafson has generally been better, uh, in a lot of areas. <clears throat> Axel, uh, Janssen Fialbi hasn't exactly been amazing on the fourth line, but you know, that, that unit, at least, you know, Gustafson can still elevate the play of most of his teammates there and, and generally get good results. So, the third line, nice to see them collect some points. They really need to do a little bit more of it because uh, Winnipeg's bottom six is, is going to have to supplement for some offense that's maybe not coming from the top six as much, but in this game, didn't matter. Four goals uh, across the whole lineup, just a lot of great all-around scoring and some really nice puck movement. Occasionally a few too many passes here and there, but overall, you really can't complain. I just wonder if it's going to translate for the rest of the season because Winnipeg still has a very long way to go. A lot of games left. Season just really kicked off. But, hey, for a start of the season, 3-3 three and three record given what the Jets have had to go through so far, not the worst. We'll take it. Be curious to know your thoughts about this game. Be sure to let me know in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Tell me how you're feeling about this start to the season, how you feel about this game, and any thoughts you want me to discuss on a future episode of Locked On Jets. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available on all, you, all of your favorite podcasting platforms, same as the Locked on Jet show is. So like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.